Dreams don't have to come to you only at night. You can live them too. On this week's episode of the Keep It Up Lutheran Podcast, we have Stephen Hewer out of Annapolis, Maryland, who discusses how a bet on himself took him from Annapolis, Maryland to Nashville, Tennessee to live a life of his dreams. Enjoy this episode. I'll just start now, but cool. I'm going to start this off with a song. Um, I've been playing it on repeat and I got to know. I got to know what was going on, man. <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> there's, a, there's a vibe in here, but at the same time, I watched the video. It seemed like some things was going on. The haircut switched up. You put some parts in there. And my boy was wilding out. I got to know what her name is, dog. <laughs> Man, yeah, of course. You, I'm gonna start it all. Let me know. Hey, I like you came in strong. I, I respect that, bro. Oh man. So uh yeah, you read it right. No, that's definitely definitely about a girl. Um and uh that was actually about my my ex fiance. We were engaged. Oh, wow. Yeah, we were engaged about um almost two years ago and uh we split up about a year and a half ago and uh we were together for a total of four years and uh we split up Primarily because of my career, I had an opportunity to move here uh, to Nashville, where I live now, and she uh, she was pretty you know comfortable in, in where she was, and which totally makes sense, you know, like to ask somebody to just completely uproot themselves and their whole life and move to a new city that they've never been to for somebody else. That's a big ask, you know. Right. Um. So yeah, it was like it was really about not wanting to to let go, but at the same time facing the uh, the importance of being able to do so and, and accepting, um, you know, the future opportunities that I had in front of me. So it was really like career love. And I, I just had to decide which one, like, which is a terrible thing to have to do, you know, but that's where I was. Uh, that that kind of goes into another question I have for you. Um, what are the sacrifices that come along with this man that, that people don't really understand that the, the growth as yeah. an artist, as a business owner? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think with anything where, where you give your like 100%, you're the other person that, that is with you is inevitably going to have to, you know, budge. I think like, it's just a byproduct of being with somebody that is 100% into what they're doing. they, there are things that come along with that. Like, you know, I'm like hyper-focused on, on what I want to get done and what I want to achieve. So there's a lot of like everything happening around me. Sometimes I, I can see that as distractions, you know, but as far as like what, you know, the other, you know, the partner might have to just, uh, they kind of have to understand is that uh, there's a lot of, a lot of travel involved. So like, you know, I, these days, this summer, I've been traveling more than I ever have, I think. Um, so I've been in like new city, probably just about every weekend. So a lot of time away, you know, it takes a certain like level of flexibility in the other person to be able to, to coexist with that, you know? So it's like, um, you know, I think that's a major one time away, um, being able, being flexible with plans changing sometimes at the drop of a hat, you know? Um, yeah. so yeah, you're the, per- you're the- I'm sorry. I was just going to say it takes a certain, you know, personality, I think, you know. Well, that does come with it, right? That comes with the terrain. Uh, I wanted to play basketball in the NBA. 
because I was good, right? And I knew I would be in city to city. And it seems like a it, it it seems like a dream, but just traveling to do podcasts has been a bit of an experience for me. So did you really dream about this life from the first time you picked up a guitar? And speak about that that uh time when you first picked up a guitar. That's a great question. Um, probably didn't hit me like the first time I picked up a guitar. <clears throat> the first time I picked up a guitar was when I was like 12 years old and uh, my dad, both my parents are musicians and I found my dad's guitar like randomly, like under a bed somewhere or something. I picked it up and he just started playing it completely incorrectly. I had it like on my lap and I was like slapping it kind of <laughs> like playing it almost like a piano. Like a, like a banjo. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> I had no idea what the hell I was doing. And, uh, you know, but one thing I did know is that I liked the sound that was coming out of what I was doing. I liked that I could manipulate this instrument and I could actually like, you know, I could make this sound from some, from nothing without even having any knowledge, you know, of, of the instrument, of course. Um, and yeah, so I started taking lessons and then I got into like the culture, you know, so started like looking up musicians that I, that I really admired and, and that inspired me. And then um, I think, once I saw that, like the visual aspect of it, that's when I was like, that's when the the dream started coming, you know, because I could see it. And I was like, that's where I want to be on stage. Sign me up. Right. You know, I want to I want to be the tour bus life, the flights, the, the <laughs> rock and roll, the other two things that come with rock and roll. <laughs> right. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> We gonna Man. get to that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get that. We got time, bro. We got time. I want. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, no, I talk think about your. Fir- that's it, really. Talk about your first time. Talk about your first time on stage and what being on stage feels like now in comparison to your first time on stage. Um, I guess it. Depends on like what you mean on like on stage because the first time I ever played like at a venue it was a frozen yogurt shop in San Antonio Texas <laughs> for like I was um, yeah I was a part of this incredible nonprofit program called Network for Young Artists when I moved to San Antonio mm. and I was in high school and um, and this program basically just took the youth and allowed them to have a platform to grow and to learn in music. Um, and, uh, yeah, so what they would do is like send out these young musicians to different venues and stuff just for experience exposure, you know? So my first performance ever was in the corner of a frozen yogurt shop and, uh, <laughs> you know, just playing acoustic and I, I can't even tell you what I was playing. Um, but I, as far as like the then and now, you know, it's cool. Like I didn't, I knew I wanted more than anything to be doing what I'm doing now and, and performing professionally and, you know, making a full time right. living from it. But I, I think at the time it was also like a pipe dream in a way, cause I didn't know if that was actually tangible, you know, I, I knew I wanted it, but like, you know, I was young and I was like, I'm going to try my hardest to do that, but I don't know if I fully believe it. And then things along the way started progressing. I played my first paid gig at some barbecue joint in San Antonio and, uh, yeah, things started, you know, step by step, started growing, growing, it became more in front of me. And, uh, and then, yeah, I mean, I think just like anything, if you put enough time and effort, you know, they say it takes like five years to really, uh, to become a professional in something. I don't know if it's, it's always just five years, but, um, 
you know, I just kept going and going. And, and I think that led me to the point that I am, that I'm at now, you know? So you were just in Indiana, right? Or at least from what I've seen, right? Yeah. Uh, a while ago. I was in, yeah, I was in Syracuse, Indiana. Yeah. Uh, two weekends ago. So I want to know what that's like, man. I want to know what, I want to know what the goods and, and what city shows you the most love that you always love to go back to? Mm. Um, well, yeah, sometimes when I go to like the Midwest States, it's like, it's never really a bad experience. It's just like a non, it's just like, there's not a lot going on in the Midwest. <laughs> a lot of the time I love going there, but you know, it's not like, you know, pull up like, all right, let's party. Let's go. It's more like, <laughs> Hey, there's a cow field over there. All right. work. You got some, some farmers and some, some Amish people. And, uh, you know, that's about it in, the, <laughs> in Indiana. No, but, uh, but, but you know what I'm asking, man. Tell no, no, me no, where no, they I, show you the love. Yeah, man. Where I, <laughs> where you I gave me the, the political answer. Cause <laughs> you, don't, you don't want no problems in the Midwest. Like, look, man, I got I buckets, bro. People. You can't be playing. <laughs> hey, listen, I love my people in the Midwest. All right. Love my people in the Midwest. <laughs> um, I'd say probably the city that shows me the most love is, is Dallas, Texas, in in the sense that I play there the most often. Uh, I I play for a lot of private um, private events, and so I'm probably there the most for for private events, and um, I'm there probably five six times a year, and uh, I just love that city, man. It's it's a cool city. There's there's a little district in there called a uh, Deep Ellum. And a uh, really dope spot, a lot of art galleries, like vintage shoe stores and galleries and uh, cool bars and stuff. Beautiful and woman. Very beautiful woman. Um, I don't know if you know this yet, but I love Latinas. Todo mi vida. Yeah. I learned Spanish <laughs> just because of it. And uh, Wow. Yeah. No, not, not really just because of that's it. A different, that's a different level of game, bro. <laughs> where, you, where, where you acquire a language. That's hey, a different I told you. A, I go 100 percent everything I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of that, I, I have a question for you about that. Like, what do you say to the person who wants to take the leap, but they, you know, they have people holding them back. They have they have things that they don't want to lose, and um, they just ultimately are in fear of what could happen, but mm-hmm. hasn't happened. It's like, man, you got the great questions. I love that. Um, I think that just like anything, man, it's like if you really want something bad enough, it is inevitable that you are going to have to have some level of sacrifice, whether that's in relationships, whether that's temporary financial loss, um, you know, like whatever respect. Um, I think that you can't be afraid of that. You have to embrace it and know that you're doing it for a for a reason, you know. Oh, sorry. Let me just close this door. Okay. So I think, yeah, man, I think any level of um, anything that you really want to go full into, it's it's going to take some sacrifice. And um, for me, that ended up not really knowing at the time it ended up being my my relationship with my fiance, which which is crazy. You know, I never thought that that something I love so much could interfere with something else that I love so much, some someone else, you know, so like it was crazy. I mean, at the, at the time, you know, I was playing bar gigs like five to six times a week, you know, making pretty much scraps just to get by. 
and then, uh, you know, I had an opportunity to move down to Nashville and, and, um, you know, I, I took that. And so I think the main thing is, is don't be afraid. The people that are in your corner are going to, going to stay in your corner. The people, the doubters and the people that aren't going to support you, they're going to come out and show themselves, you know? And, uh, so I, I think that as long as you have your team backing you, you'll be good. So you said your parents are musicians. Is the support from them there and consistent and they're always just driving you to make this dream come true? Yeah, yeah, man. My my initial supporter was my mom. Um she she died when I was younger, when I was twenty. And uh Sorry she, she put yeah, thank you, man. She she really put the idea in my in my mind, man. I wouldn't be here, you know, playing music without her. She was the one that forced me to to get into that program that I mentioned to you earlier, the network for young artists. And, you know, so I, I yeah, I, I wouldn't, wouldn't be here without her for sure. And, and my dad was great with, you know, paying for lessons, uh, making sure, you know, that I have everything I needed, you know, guitars and everything as I was younger. And, you know, once I started making money, then it was like, all right, I can support my own, my start supporting my own dream, you know? And uh, yeah, so yeah, they, they were always, they're always supportive, man. I'm I'm thankful for that because not everybody has that, you know. That's 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 tough, bro. You you talked about two major losses here, in you know in a sh- in a in a limited lifetime, right? Like you're not forty or fifty or anything, you know. You're a young man. How do you? I mean, how do you cope, right? I have I've had friends who have lost parents early as well, and they seem to never get off that that emotional wheel, they seem to never, you know, get out of that depression. Do you have any words for them? I, I know this isn't, you know, geared to your career so much, but you know, mm-hmm. what would you say to someone who's taken major losses like yourself and been able to overcome them? Man, I think, I think being able to talk about it with, with other people that, you know, you love and, 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 you, and you support and vice versa. I think that helps um, just being able to, to have the dialogue um, just a lot. I meditate, you know, prayer and meditation um, and just reminding myself, I think that, you know, cause it's still, you know, regarding my relationship with my ex, that that's still like, you know, I think about it all the time. Um, and and I, I think that constantly keeping that reminder for myself that I, I did make the right decision. Everything happened for a reason, you know, um, I think that that reminder is, is super beneficial. And if I, cause sometimes I would be second guessing myself and saying, man, like, did I, did I go down the right path? And so I think, yeah, just a constant reminder of being like, all right, I made the right move. This is, this is what's best for, for everybody. And um, yeah, just being able to recognize your own feelings, you know, a lot of guys tend yeah. to just tuck it back and, you know, just, <laughs> just yeah. continue get yeah. get on it's- with it. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard it's hard to emerge from from uh a loss of course right or to to even acknowledge it you know and you seem to be going through it i can see it in your divinity there's a lot of songs that you got man it's a lot of emotion in your music do you hate comparisons because huh. um you know when i was first i was sitting here you know with the missus and i was looking at it and I was like, what do you think? Of, I was like, what do you, who do you, who do you see? And she was like, Robin Thicke. And I was like, uh, Post Malone or um, who was the other guy? I just had him. But like, do you hate comparisons when you 
<clears throat> when you go to perform and somebody tells you you remind them of somebody or do you just take it as a nah. compliment? No, nah, not at all. Unless the comparison sucks. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> 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 Unless it's like, you sound like Kesha or something. Else. What? You know? <laughs> no, no, I've never, I've, I got no problem with comparisons because really it's like, I actually like it because it means that they're listening. You know, it's like, oh, oh. I, they recognize the, the fact that I've been inspired by a certain artist. And when they do get it right, most of the time they do, because even non-musicians, right. they got good ears. You know, they know what they're listening to. Um, they they hear it. And I'm like, whoa, that's crazy. How do you know? Yeah, that's like they influenced me, you know, big time. So I was listening to your music, man, and I couldn't figure out where, you know, what genre are you in? Like what <laughs> what was the first? I guess when there's 72 million people who can play the guitar, right? And I'm sure you know that there's many guitars and many vocal lists out there, right? You can sing and play the guitar. You can do both. You're very talented. What made you stay with the guitar over just using your voice? And what sets you apart from the other 72 million people in the U.S. (laughs) that are naturally gifted with the guitar or have just picked up the skill? Yeah. Uh, To answer the first question, yeah, it's it's a tough question question to answer as far as genre but i I usually class myself classify myself under like alternative r&b or you know soul blues very influenced by motown like stevie wonder marvin gay all those cats um but like i guess what made me play guitar versus just voices that guitar was first so like you know i picked up like i was saying i picked up guitar just started playing i took lessons before i even thought about singing that wasn't even in my my psyche, you know? And then I started, you know, people, they heard me play guitar and they were like, Oh, you're pretty good. Like, have you ever thought about, you know, singing, just be, be the singer songwriter dude, you know? I was like, all right, yeah, let me just just try. And, you know, sounded like absolute dog shit at first. Um, but (laughs) just like anything, can I cuss here? I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. All right. All right. Cool. (laughs) I'm like, you seem cool. I don't think you got a problem. No, Uh, no, I'm cool. man. Uh, but yeah, no, I think, I think, yeah, what came later is I, I started taking vocal lessons after guitar and then, um, mm-hmm. yeah. And then, you know, it, it takes a while to be able to do both simultaneously. It's like right. the multitasking thing, you know, to being able to focus on moving your hands and also controlling your vocal. Um, so I think that, yeah, I think it just started with guitar. Okay. Okay. Uh, you're an independent artist. Um, how, much of a struggle is that for you and has any labels reached out to you and why do you choose that path? So that's a threefold question. Right. Yeah. Great question. Um, I've had agencies reach out to me. Uh, never any majors. Uh, I haven't had any major record labels reach out independent as far as the why, uh, independent labels are becoming more and more relevant and majors are starting to get pushed out. Uh, it's been Ooh. happening, especially, you know, just, just in the past like decade, I'd say at its fullest, especially with the introduction of, of streaming uh, since right. DSP started, you know, it's everybody's like, if you have a team behind you, it's like a street team. You know, if you got the team behind you, you can, you can build it. Um, and that didn't used to be the case. It used to be a necessity for bands to try to, you know, sign with, with majors. Um, right. So I think why is just because it's the easiest, you know, it's like, it's the most accessible. I mean, we have the gear that people didn't have back in the day. We have the resources mm-hmm. that people didn't have. 
Um, what was the third question? <laughs> <laughs> the third question was just, you know, talk to being independent and, and how, mm. you know, easy or difficult it is. Mm. Yeah, it's definitely difficult not having all of the resources, you know, right. just at your disposal. Yeah. But like, um, I think that, I don't know, like if you can build it yourself, like for me, like my, uh, the main thing that I do is I, I perform venues, but I also perform a lot of private events. And what that does is essentially, um, that, that funds my, my original music career. So that, you know, funds my like recording, um, my writing, all the, all the gear that I need to be able to do that. Um, I saw so that you were given, I saw that you were given away. Uh, proceeds from your music and streams at some point. What was that about? You seem a you seem like a very involved guy as far as you know the the program that you started in. To uh, it was a post on Instagram where you saying you were donating proceeds. What's that about? Yeah, I think that made up may have been to um, the NAACP during yes. Black Lives Matter. Um, mm-hmm. I think that just starting from a point where I I learned music and I was able to to do this just as a kid from a nonprofit company that donated their time, you know, and their resources to kids that didn't have much, you know, knowledge, much background of anything. Um, I think that just the fact that that was at the forefront and the start of my career, that was a good example that was set to be able to, to learn how to, you know, if you just have everything and keep it to yourself, what kind of example does that set for other people? You know, Mm. You're such a given person, man. Uh, <laughs> the <laughs> the question, I, uh, this question isn't about giving. It's more so, um, what <sighs> I'm trying to figure out how to how to how to frame this. But um, why don't you have a TikTok? <laughs> <laughs> I do have a TikTok. <laughs> I was looking for you, man. I couldn't find it. So you're taking it. You're taking an independent route. Um, You know, you got YouTube, you got all of these social media marketing things, but I was looking for you on TikTok and I couldn't find you. So I wanted to know uh, why, you know, why were you staying away from that leg of marketing? But I guess I'm wrong. (laughs) I guess I need to step up to marketing. That's the main thing, right? You can't find me. (laughs) Man, to be honest with you, I couldn't even tell you what my tag is. That's a bad, that's a bad thing. I think it's just my name, but man, I, I think initially I resisted TikTok like a lot of other people, you know, okay. just hearing about, you know, the, the big brother, you know, aspect right, of right. it and, and, you know, everything it's, but learning to embrace it, I think it's been good. Um, I've, I've actually had fans just from, you know, developed fans just from the platform. So, um, <laughs> I guess I need to. Yeah, I'm gonna double check that so I can. Uh, yeah, man, let, I let saw you know. links. I was, I was, I was doing my research on you, man. I saw, you know, your story. I wanted to ask you some questions outside of that, of course. And, um, but I really, I really want to know, like, how is the music business, right? You, you mentioned San Antonio. Um, you know, you're a friend of uh, Breezy, right? So you met him mm-hmm. in Annapolis. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure there was some transition from San Antonio to Annapolis, and now you're in Nashville. You know, what, what is the reality of the music business? Cause I thought you were performing in DC. I was like, Oh, he lives in DC. So I'm going to reach out to him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, as far as the business goes, 
there's a lot of different things that you can do as a musician. A lot of musicians do the bar scene, which is what I did for years and years. A lot of musicians right. are the hired gun musician where they they'll play lead guitar or keys for a band that, you know, touring band that's all over the place. And, and, you know, they're, they're comfortable and content with killing it in their own lane. You know what I mean? And, and, uh, there's a lot of different things. I mean, you know, they got like, uh, traveling shows and stuff like that. I mean, you, there's so many different aspects of the music business that you can choose. Yeah, but people are talking about getting raped out here, bro. I'm <laughs> I'm asking the the real questions as far as um you know, you're in the business. So what does it really entail? You know, like yes, you say you were performing at certain places for crumbs and you got an opportunity to move to Nashville, which we will get to. Yeah. But you know, with it you're mm-hmm. an independent artist, you know, how how hard was it acquiring a team? Um, you know, take me through the journey just a little bit from, you know, going from Annapolis to Nashville and, Mm -hmm. you know, what obstacles came along the way and what lessons learned came along the way as well. Yeah. So yeah, it started in Annapolis, um, making scraps, making crumbs. And, you know, I I was able to sustain myself. I just, you know, had to watch spending and all that. And then uh, I met, I met somebody, um, his name is Austin Ellis, who I actually live with now who okay. who opened up this opportunity for me to perform in the private sector. Um, so a lot of more corporate events, weddings, anniversaries, sales stuff all across the board. And uh, I think that this business is so much who you know versus anything, so much more of that um, than anything else. And uh, so I was just, a lot of people are, musicians typically are very prideful. And so when they when they're given a, potential opportunity a lot of times they just have an initial kickback it's like you know like oh now how are you going to tell me how to you know like i know that i know what i'm doing you know right. me i was just like tell me about it <laughs> you know like so my, my boy austin was like hey this is what i'm doing if you want to do this and you know make a lot better money not be stuck in the bar scene um you know which which can be a very draining like soul-sucking mm-hmm. gig you know because you're playing you know, you're pouring out your heart sometimes for people that aren't listening. You're stuck under the a TV in the corner of a you know shitty bar, and nobody's listening. Whereas now, I'm blessed and grateful to to be uh, traveling around for people that have specifically hired me. So it's not like you know I'm playing and they come into a venue and I just happen to be there. It's like no, yeah. like I'm the main event. Game you know what I mean? Me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I, yeah. I think that there's a sense of of. Uh, satisfaction and that, that that just comes from that it's like you know it's not even just about the money it's more of the, the feeling and the passion because if the passion if that spark dies then it's like the money doesn't even matter because then you're not even playing for, for if you're just playing for the money it's like man that's that's not why i did this that's not why i picked up the guitar and you know so um that's what brought me to nashville okay. and um so yeah so i think that to speak on people that that have questions about the business I think it's just like find your niche, you know, especially um, if if you're not finding success in the, in the bar gigs, don't be afraid to, to pick up the, the private stuff, play, play the covers that you're not used to playing, you know, if it pays the right. bills and it can fund your, your, your career, then man, why not? How do you, how do you manage to carve out time to work on, you know, uh, new songs like best, what is it? 
best things, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and how do you find how do you find the time to carve out time for your personal projects, your passion projects, maybe, and still, you know, do all of these private events where you're traveling from, you know, city to city, state to state? Yeah, it's kind of finding the gaps like in between. <laughs> you know, sometimes I'll bring my computer, you know, on the plane, whatever. Um, sometimes I'll, you know, I'll be practicing before a show in my hotel room or Airbnb. And a lot of times that's when like something will hit me because I think just being in a different environment, different surroundings, you know, it's like, oh, now I have these ideas and something to write about. That's why people always say like, get out of your, the norm that you're used to. If you want to get inspired and write something, you know? Uh, yeah. Cause I was going to ask as a creative, like you're out, you're out here playing covers, learning covers, making sure, you know, getting in the, getting in the reps for these songs. Maybe some of them, you know, you're familiar with, but some of them you may not. And, you know, you're going out and doing that. I, that could be draining as far as being a creative. So mm-hmm. thank you for that, answering that, man. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing I want to know is how did the uh, partnership with Breed Love happen? Yeah, that's actually a cool story. Um, I used to work at a guitar shop, an awesome guitar shop in Annapolis, Maryland. Um, it's called Garrett Park Guitars. And I was working, I was teaching there. And uh, one of the other staff members at the time, he's no longer there, but he, uh, the the Breedlove corporate guys came in and because uh, we were a, a big Breedlove retailer. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's, the, you know, the majority of guitars that we sold. So they came in one day and uh, just, you know, chatting it up. And the, the other staff member, he was like, hey, man, why don't you just go in there? Why don't you just like make sure you pick up a Breedlove? And play one of your songs. Be like, hey, can I just play a song for you? Like, what, just an original. And I'm like, it's not like, it's not kind of like, I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't, that seemed a little, I was a little scared to do it at the time. I felt like it was like fishing too much. You know what I mean? And he was like, man, just do it. Like, why not? Like, you miss all the shots you don't take. I was like, all right, fine. Well, I'll do it. So they're in the guitar room, in the acoustic room. And um, I come in, introduce myself. Like, hey, guys. Um just wanted to see if I could play you an original song. And I played them uh, a song that I wrote a few years ago. It's called Centerpiece. And <clears throat> I played it for them and, and um, they liked it. And my friend, who's the other staff member, his name's Nate. He was always in my corner, man. Awesome dude. And, and always rooting for me. And uh, after they had left, he had sent the, the founder of the company and email and just like included my links and said, Hey, you know, um, Stefan would love to be a breed love artist. He'd love to be endorsed by y'all. And, um, just let me know what you think. And I think like two days later, I got an email from them with like a con- congratulatory email, you know, saying, Hey, welcome to the team, you know, all this. And, and so I didn't even know what to expect from it. Uh, that's my right. first and, and ever endorsement that I've, that I've had. Um, so yeah, that's how that happened. I guess a good, uh, a good takeaway might be just don't be afraid to put yourself out there, you know, be vulnerable. Yeah, man. It's a lot of pride out here as far mm-hmm. as, uh, you know, what, what people won't do, but they say they want the opportunity. And it seems like anybody could give you any type of, not anybody, but you're very receptive to advice. You're very open. And I think that's just a, a key to highlight here is somebody, you know, offers something to you, you know, take it and see what you could do with it. Right. Cause you got a whole, endo- excuse me, you got a whole endorsement out of this 
Uh, pardon me. You got a whole endorsement out of this. And now you're in Nashville. You're just taking advantage of opportunity after opportunity. And it seems to be uh, guiding you. Yeah. Like, so you're in Nashville now. Mm-hmm. Right. What's 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 uh, what's major there outside of like, how do you like it? How was the move outside of the breakup? Right. But how was the move and what is um, what is the biggest blessing about being in Nashville? Because Nashville is where I could see someone with your talents going super far. Mm. Yeah, ironically, I don't even play that much in Nashville. But just what? being in this city, <laughs> I know, right? Like, what the <laughs> hell? Why did you move there? What are you doing, bro? <laughs> I, I think, uh, yeah, it's I do so many private events that they actually take me on a plane most of the time. So I'm traveling around. But wow. being in the city and just being surrounded by the community and wow. by the the diverse music that's here, it's not just – a lot of people think it's just country, you know, which obviously it's rooted in country and the history is country. But it's growing and growing, man. Like the hip hop scene, the R and B scene, um, you know, rock and roll, like underground, alternative indie stuff. It's like it's really starting to grow and expand. Um, and Nashville is just such a booming city, man. I mean, everybody's moving from. It's like the new Colorado. Like everybody's coming up from Cali and down from New York. But instead, now it's like it's all you know. Whether it's corporate, creative, whatever it is, man, it's becoming such a cool city. And so I, I love living here, man. I live. With my best friends next to a lake, Percy Priest, and uh, so I'm not, you know, that landlocked leaving Annapolis. <laughs> right, right. So, so, what what is the best things? Uh, what is this song about, man? What what inspired this? It's definitely a vibe. It's a new song by you. Um, can I play a little bit before you answer that question? For sure. A bag sometimes. Some, I mean, all the, I know you feel every, but like a couple of these joints. Last night was a vibe. That's all I gotta tell you, bro. Last night was a vibe. Man. I appreciate you, man. Thank you. So, this sound like it sound like an amazing night, man. And, uh, I was listening to it. We had it on repeat. You know, we, we was, I was obviously, I, I do a lot of research for these episodes, right? But, um, what, what really inspired, what, what inspired that, man? Cause I, I feel like it's like a summer night, somebody, somebody rolled up, you know, like it's, it's a, it's a vibe, some good music going on. So what inspired that song? I think it was like, it wasn't really a who for this one. It was more <laughs> of like a what and the what was my move. And, uh, and at that time, this was like, like, I started writing this about a half a year after I moved to Nashville and just being around here, man, like living, living the life that, that really I truly wanted since I was a kid, being able to, to be in a, in this musical community and, and, uh, and travel around doing what I, I love to do, you know, all the best things in my life. That's, it was just kind of like a reflection of, of the life that I was living. Um, uh-huh. Yeah. This one, usually I do write about it, about a who or like, you know, somebody that's inspired me or affected me personally. And this one was more of just like looking around me and just like gratitude, you know? Wow. My, my, uh, my last question for you, cause uh, 
you're just such an amazing person, man. You, you've been through a lot. You've taken a lot of losses. Um, what is next for you? Man, next, um, my roommate and I, my business partner, uh, Austin Ellis, we're creating a production company um, by the name of Goat Shit. And uh, we're, this is like a full-fledged production company. Um, we'll be mixing. We'll be mastering. We'll be doing photo, video, um, promotional. Um, and so really it's like my next thing is I, I'd like to, I'd like to start a label I, versus like, you know, joining a label. Um, I want to do major ticketed events. Um, I love mm -hmm. the private stuff and it's super rewarding. Uh, but man, I want to, I want to start like selling out major venues. So that's next. So we're, we're going to be doing that in the imminent future. Okay. And, uh, you said goat shit is the name of that production mm -hmm. company that you guys are building. Mm -hmm. Okay. Do you have any, uh, links or, uh, anywhere people can find you? You know what? This was a brainchild that was just born about three weeks ago. <laughs> okay. So, okay. Okay. So yeah, so we're going to have to, uh, you know, hit, hit, hit the drawing board and get to work uh, very soon here. Um, but yeah, stay on the lookout. We'll definitely be having some links for y'all in the meantime. Can always check me out. IG Stefan underscore Hoyer underscore Music, um, Facebook Stefan Hoyer Music, um, TikTok. I'm gonna have to get back to you on that one. <laughs> <laughs> do you ever do lives on TikTok? Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, no, oh, not on TikTok. On IG, I do. I think you have to have a a thousand followers on TikTok to be able to go live. Okay. So okay. I'm like almost over that hump. But uh, IG live, I do. You'd be getting on there sometimes just with other musicians. Um, maybe, and sometimes when I'm writing or recording or in the studio, just to kind of show the people the the ins, ins and outs of what it looks like, you know? Okay. Yeah, I mean, you're making so much money, so much money outside of social media. Maybe it's not a focus of yours at this time. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely would love to, to jump more into it. Um, right. Yeah. A lot of people use it as a necessity and, I use it more as promotion right now, but I'd, I'd like to, you know, start building a separate revenue stream just from socials. So I could learn a lot from, from some people around me that are doing that, you know? Okay. Okay. Uh, any, anything you have for the listeners? Um, anything you want to shout out or anything? Man, at all? Shout out to Annapolis. <laughs> shout out to Annapolis. That's always my home, you know? So Shout out to Breezy. Thank you for uh, for being the reason that I met you and, and that I was able to be on here. Um, he That dude is doing so much for the community in Annapolis, yeah. and and it, he's filling a gap, you know, there. And uh, I respect that dude very much. Um, and Annapolis is, is home, you know, even though I'm, I'm moving around all the time. And yeah. uh, it's it's where I, I got my start. So shout out to the hometown. All right, man. Well, I appreciate you, brother. Uh, I know this is uh, short um, and sweet, though. Like, I, I don't try to push episodes or push conversations beyond where they need to go, man. We're going to ride out with uh, the best things. Because this was this was last night's vibe, man. <laughs> we had no hookah or nothing, but it was it was a good vibe in here. That's man. what's up. I appreciate you, James. <laughs> thank you, James. I appreciate thank you, you, boss. Man. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I can't deny I'm feeling high. 
Ship our way, see what we can find. 